Hello. We are excited that you have decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook, YouTube, and Roku under the Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street, Bergaw, North Carolina, 28425, every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you would like to give a donation, you can go to our website and click the donation button at www.mtdm.org. And it comes out of our mouth like a two-edged sword, like a fire that devours everything going on around us, like a hammer that breaks the rocks into pieces. Thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge of you. Thank you that the eyes of our understanding today will be enlightened, that we may know what is the hope of your calling and what are the riches of your glory, of your inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of your power towards us what who believe? According to the working of your mighty power, which you wrought in Christ when you raised him from the dead and set him at your own right hand in heavenly places, far above principalities and powers and mights and dominion. God, I just thank you today that you are high and you're lifted up. And I thank you, God, for saturating this atmosphere with you on today. Thank you for peace. Thank you for rest in this house. Thank you for healing in this house. God, I'm thanking you for this because we already have this. So I command healing. I command peace, God. I command rest in this room because you said that you Jehovah Shalom, God. You are our peace on today. So I say peace. Be still in this room. I command healing in this room. Be healed. Be made whole physically. Mentally, financially, spiritually, emotionally, mentally. In the name of Jesus, God, I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Tell your neighbor, say, we already got it. Say, so stop trying to get it. Tell them again, say, we already got it. So stop trying to get it. Tell them again, we already got it. Say, stop trying to get it. Say, I'm already healed. Say, I'm already healed. Say, I'm already healed. Say, I'm already healed. Say, healing belongs to me. Hallelujah. Monica Murray, just raise your hands. Right where you at, just raise them. And say, Father, I thank you for my healing right now in the name of Jesus. I am the healed of the Lord. Oh, he's resting right now, Monica. He's resting right now. Healing is the children's bread. He sent his word and he has healed you. He has delivered you from your destruction, from every sickness, from every disease, from every tumor, from every growth. You have already been healed. Quit trying to get something you already have. 
virus that's in the atmosphere. We bind sinus infections. We bind migraines right now in the name of Jesus. We bind swelling in the joints in the name of Jesus. We bind arthritis in Jesus' name. We bind back pain, knee pain right now in Jesus' name. We bind asthma right now. I'm speaking to you, asthma. Go in the name of Jesus. I speak to lungs in this room. I call them whole in Jesus' name. We command high blood pressure to go in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you that every tissue, every organ, every cell, every gland, every vital sign, every muscle, every tendon, every bone, every joint, and every marrow in our body functions the way God has created it to function. In Jesus' name. God, we thank you for our medicine today. And we receive it by faith. God said the just shall live by faith. Amen. We honor him on today and we thank God for moving by his spirit. Did you know that God is already here? We don't have to beg him to come. He's already here. You just have to grab hold to what God is saying. Amen. We want to hear what God has to say on today. So I want your hearts to be open and receptive to hear what the spirit of the Lord has to say unto the church. And you are the church. We're just coming into a building, the fellowship. If you would go with me to first Samuel chapter three, I will be reading from verse four through verse 10. And I believe all of us are familiar with this passage of scripture. But before we move on, I'm going to pause for just a minute while you're getting there. Because God is still doing the work. Still doing the work. Sometimes we don't want to let go fully of what God want to do. But see, there's a burning. It's right there. Oh, yeah, it's right there. Just loose it. There you go. There you go. There you go. Let it 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 go. Jeremiah says it's like fire. Shut up in my bones. Salvation belongs to me. Yeah, just let it go. God, we thank you. We thank you, God. I need there's a miracle in this room. There's a miracle in the room. And it's got your name on it. It's got your name on it, baby. Father, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you for moving by your spirit.
Hallelujah. Now I think we're ready for the word. Hallelujah. Sometimes you got to clear the atmosphere. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. You know, some people say, it don't take all that. If you know about praise, you will know sometimes it takes more than that. Sometimes it takes more than that to break through. Sometimes there are some barriers that's in your way that you got to break through. Let me, let me clear this up in the room. Some of y'all may be at a place where you can just say, hallelujah. And you are right. But sometimes there's a hard praise. There's a praise that comes from within that brings out a shout out of your mouth that helps you to get a release in the place that you're in. And God is saying there need to be a release in this place. So when we hear him, we got to be obedient to what he's saying because he's done everything. He's not going to do nothing else, y'all. He's leaving it up to us. And praise is a weapon. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Glory God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We give you glory God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you God. Glory be to God. Thank you Lord. I believe we're where we need to be in at in the word for Samuel the 3rd chapter. Hallelujah. And we're going to hear what the spirit of the Lord has to say. Hallelujah. Isn't God good? He is so good. So good. First Samuel chapter three, verse four through verse 10. I'm reading out the new King James version that the Lord called Samuel and he answered, here I am. So he ran to Eli and said, here I am for you called me. And he said, I did not call lie down again. 
And he went and lied, laid down. Then the Lord called yet again Samuel. So Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am for you. Call me. He answered, I did not call you, my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. So he arose and went to Eli and said, here I am, for you did call me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, go lie down and it shall be. If he calls you that you must say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lied down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, speak for your servant hears. I want to talk on this morning, hearing the voice of God. I believe the church have a problem with hearing the voice of God. So we're going to talk about why we don't hear the voice of God. But I want to talk about how we can hear the voice of God. When we look at this passage of scripture, we know it's dealing with Samuel and Eli, but it goes back to Hannah. When Hannah wanted to have a child and she could not have a child. But one thing I liked about Hannah, even though she knew she could not have a child because her womb was closed, it did not stop her from going to the house of the Lord. Let me say it again. Even though Hannah was going through, it did not stop her. From going to the house of the Lord to worship. And this is where some of the church is today. When people are going through. Instead of coming to the house of the Lord. To worship. Now I know you can do this at home. Don't get me wrong. But when you come together. Into the house of the Lord. Where everybody is fellowshipping. Where everybody is doing the same thing. It helps you to get through what you're going through. And it helps you to know you're not alone in what you're going through. So Hannah kept going to the house of the Lord. When she went to the house of the Lord down, there was another woman. Um, I can't remember her name. But it was um, Elkanah's other wife. She was picking on her. Panana. She was picking on her every time. Picking on her because she couldn't have children. The enemy, when you got something going on in your life, the enemy going to pick at you. But he got to use somebody to pick at you. Now, let me break that down. It don't have to be somebody that's in your home, your husband, your wife, or your children. It could be somebody picking at you on the television. Have you noticed sometime when you're going through a certain situation, it may be physically, it may be mentally, it may be emotionally, sometimes it don't have to be people around you. You can turn on your television and the very thing you're going through, the enemy is using the television to make you think this is how it's going to be. But then he also used the husband, he used the wife, he used the children. He got to use somebody to do whatever he need to do. But it did not stop Hannah from going to the house of the Lord to worship. But when she went there and she began to speak from her heart, the words were not even coming out of her mouth. It's something about speaking from the heart. See, we can go to God, but God knows our heart, y'all. We cannot fool God. We may try to fool other people, but we can't fool God. 
God know your heart. He know what you're thinking about even before you think about it. He knows your thoughts from afar off. So as she was talking from her heart to the Lord, Eli thought she was drunk. But God gave her what she had asked. And she promised God, if you give me this male child, I'm going to give him, dedicate him back to you for the rest of his life. She kept her promise. And she took that child to Eli. Now we know Eli was a priest, but Eli has some corrupt sons. Now, now this is what gets me. Eli's sons were corrupt. They were doing all kind of things that they should not have been doing. They were taking more of the meat portions than they should have been taking. They were laying with the women um, at the entrance of the uh, temple. They were doing all kind of stuff, but Eli didn't shut them down. But in spite of all of that, Eli was teaching Samuel the way of the Lord. He was teaching him the priesthood. The Bible said that Samuel did not know God, the Lord, because the word of the Lord was not revealed to him. So when Samuel heard God's voice, he only thought it was Eli because that's who he was familiar with. He spent time with Eli. So each time he went to Eli, Eli told him to lie back down and he would hear it again. He would go back to Eli. But the third time he said, when you hear that voice, say, speak, Lord. So the first thing that we have to know is we got to know him. We got to know God. Knowing God means spending time with God. When you get born again, you just don't get born again to miss hell. I'm going to say that. You don't get born again to say, I'm born again now. I'm a miss hell. I'm not going to hell. When you get born again, that's a relationship that you have come into with the father. And the father wants to get to know you through that relationship, through having fellowship with him, a sharing and a participation with him. And the more you get to know him, nobody won't be able to fool you. But the problem with the church is some of us, we get born again and we just go do the same things that we always have done. We go to the same places that we always have been going to. But this is why you have to have a renewing process. You are three-part being. You are spirit. You are soul and you are body. The part of you that got saved was the spirit of you, which is your the real you. The soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions did not get saved. Your soul have to be renewed on a daily basis so you will know who you are and who you belong to, which is God. So when that soul connect with the spirit, guess what? That body is going to follow. So the enemy is trying to keep your soul from connecting to the real you, which is your spirit, because your spirit has everything that you need and the devil can't touch your spirit. He can cause havoc 24 seven with your soul, but he cannot touch your spirit because the Bible say on the day that you were born again, your spirit was sealed until the day of redemption. So that means he cannot touch your spirit. But he's going to cause havoc every opportunity he can get with your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotion. So what's cutting up is your soulish area in you. The spirit ain't the one cutting up. It's the soulish area that's in you. And the enemy knows that. So this is why you got to know the voice of God. And in order to know the voice of God, you got to spend time with God. 
Some of us do not want to spend time with God. We spend more time with other things than we spend with God. When we begin a relationship with someone, we're getting to know that someone. I'll say men, for example, you looking at this woman and you've been eyeing her and you want to get to know her um, like you never knew her before, before you got born again and waiting on the Lord. So you begin to talk to that lady. Every opportunity you get, you want to dial those digits and say, hey, what you doing? I ain't doing too much. What you doing? Well, I just thought I need to call you because you were on my mind. You always on my mind. Some men tell some lies, lies, lies. <laughs> and got everybody on their mind and you just in the seventh slot. You ain't number one. You the seventh slot, Willie. You ain't number one. And sometimes you don't have no slot, Willie. We ain't going to go there, Brother Willie, Deacon Willie. But, but they know how to roll out those lines. And some women that don't know no better, they fall for that line. But once that, that guy keeps calling that woman, thank you, Holy Ghost, let me reverse that. Some women are just calling that guy all the time. And that guy don't want to have nothing to do with you. But you're calling them all the time and you're having a conversation. So you're building yourself up, getting to know that person. Amen. Once you get to know that person, you're getting to know that person's voice. So if someone tried to trick you and tell you that that's that person, you knowing, no, in the beginning you like, it sounds like that person, but I don't think it's that person. Because you have spent enough time with that man or that woman to know that's not that person. It's the same thing with a dad and a mom. The more time you spend with your parents, the more time you get to know your parents. You you get to know when no mean no. You get to know when yes mean yes. You know how they sound when they're speaking to you. You know their aggressive voice. (laughs) You know their fun voice. You know everything about that parent. You know what that parent is going to say before they say it. How do you know when you look at their face? I remember when I was growing up, I could look at my daddy's face. I'd just sit down. He didn't have to say anything because that face told me everything. Because when you around a person that long, you know the face, even though the voice is saying nothing. So when we look at God, the first thing you got to know, you got to know him. You got to become acquainted with him. You got to spend time with the one that you said I do to. And the more time you spend with him, y'all, I'm a living witness. God is always talking. God is never quiet. And sometimes when he is quiet, you can be calm because you know he ain't got nothing to say. He done said everything he need to say. Just go on what he said. But sometimes the reason why we're saying, God, say something, we're doing that because we ain't trusting what he said the first time. God, I don't hear you. God, I'm asking you. God said, I already done told you. You got to trust me. God, I am trusting you, but give me a word. I gave you a word. But God, I need more. What you going to do with more when you ain't taking what he gave you in the beginning? So the more time we spend with him, we're going to get to know him. And the more you know him, you just want to be with him all the time. Y'all, I'm telling you, it is so good. Even in your down times, even in your happy times, you always talking to God. You always saying, some mornings I get up and I say, what you doing? God, what you doing? 
God, how's your day going? And then I bust out laughing because I said, wait a minute, it's good. It's always good. You know, because I can hear him speaking. And we have those conversations just sitting there talking with him and being quiet. But, but I ain't going to get ahead of myself because I want y'all to catch this. Some of you in this room today is saying, I've been waiting on God for a long time and I'm not hearing him. God already spoke, but you missed him. God is not going to leave you hanging. He's going to give you everything that you need when you need it because he is a loving father. He said, I'll never leave you, nor shall I forsake you. I'll be with you even until the end. But the main thing that the church need to know is you got to know his voice. The Bible said there are many voices in this world. According to 1 Corinthians, the 14th chapter, there are many voices in this world. When we go back to Genesis in the beginning, God had everything set up the way he wanted it set up. He used the first man, Adam, and he spoke to Adam and he told Adam, this is what I want, Adam. I'm going to put you in this garden. I want you to tend to this garden. I want you to uh, keep this garden. I want you to protect this garden. I want you to work this garden. I want you to name these animals, but I do not want you to touch this tree of knowledge of good and evil. God was speaking to Adam. And as he told Adam everything that he wanted Adam to know, guess what? Then here comes Eve. So he gave it to Adam first and Adam gave it to Eve, but they were still one. Both of them had dominion, but guess what? The serpent did. The enemy used the serpent. The serpent was good, y'all, because everything God created was what? Good. There was nothing bad about what God created. But he used that serpent to speak to, to speak to Eve. When he spoke to Eve, he said, did God really say? So only thing Eve knew was good. So she's repeating what she heard that God said, except she put something in there that wasn't said. But the enemy kept coming at her to bring her doubt, to bring her unbelief. And y'all know what happened. She ate the fruit. She gave some to her husband. And then the Bible said they heard a sound. The first thing you got to do is hear. When you hear, it's like a sound. So your ears are extended so you can listen to the sound you heard, right? So sometimes, that's why the Bible said be quick to hear. Be slow to speak, then you be slow to wrath. But what we do is we leave the quick to hear out, right? And we're quick to speak because we don't want to listen to what's being said because we come up with what we think. But by them knowing God, they knew he was in that garden because Adam spent time with God. So God was speaking to Adam because he knew he had given it to Adam and Adam had given it to Eve. So he left him responsible. So I'm saying today, you got to take time out to hear God. You got to take time out to hear what God is saying. My heart is so grieved y'all because God has always told me this and I always preach this. And some people think I'm crazy for preaching it, but I know what God is saying. Each time God reveals something to me, make it known. I make it known to you to let you know. Do not trust in man. Because man will fail you. God told you several years ago that medicine was going to hit the land. Medicine ain't going to be able to help it. 
It did hit the land, which was the COVID. It hit the land. They didn't have nothing to help that COVID. They did what they thought they could do to save lives, but many lives were lost. So then God began to remind me. Now, I don't know about you. I did this illustration before. I put things here, up here on the altar. Cereal, canned goods, all that stuff. How many of us go in the store, we get toothpaste, we get deodorant, we get the things that we need, we bring them home, we open them up, and we use them? Hey, come on, somebody. Do we not? We don't even take the time to read the back of it for caution. Anybody? Come on, anybody, help me out today. Do we read the back of it for caution? No, we don't. We just use it. Because this is what we need to use it for, right? Because we trust it. Oh, I'm going somewhere because my heart is grieved even right now. Because as the Lord was talking to me, we go in and out of places and we get things and we use it. Like we feel like it's going to work forever. We get in our cars, we crank them up, we have no problem. We go anywhere we want to go. Go across the state. Don't worry about the car as long as the oil changed, the tires are right. And some of us don't even check that. We just get in the car and we go because we trust that that car is going to take us where we need to be. Correct. We get in the airplane that just have a chip in it and we fly to where we want to go, not knowing that that chip. I'm going to help somebody out. We get on trains. We get on buses. We don't have no problem doing these things. We just jump in there and we just go. But when it comes to a word from the Lord, we doubt. We're Christians. We're supposed to be the believers. We're supposed to be the one taking God at his word, but we'll use something before we use the word. Come on, I know I'm preaching right. We pick up stuff. If a man tell you to do this, we do it because we trust what that man is doing. Hey, come on. That man got a degree, y'all. Come on. He got doctor in front of his name. She got nurse. Come on. We trust our teachers. We trust our coaches. We trust our pastors. Ooh. People put trust in a lot of people. They go to them to get the answer. When we got the Bible. Come on, I'm going somewhere. We trust Tylenol. We trust the leave. We trust ibuprofen. We trust our vitamins. I'm going somewhere. We trust our teas. We trust our fruit. We trust all of this stuff. But have y'all noticed lately there's recalls? Why are there recalls if it's all right? Come on, some of y'all don't even check the recalls. You just keep using it. Some of us don't even check the dates on the food. We just keep using it. Then when we check the date, we sit. We trust what we have. We use what we have because we trust it. Getting back to vitamins. I believe everybody in this room take vitamins. When you go to the vitamin store, they give you more to add to what you got. Correct? Or your doctor may take you, tell you to take this vitamin. It's going to help what you're going through. We take it, right? Because the doctor said take it. I just read lately that they say some multivitamins that you take, you don't need to be taking them because they add to something. Come on, somebody. Do y'all not 
know, they know how long something is going to work when it is made. Anybody? It don't last forever. It's got an expiration date. Correct? It will expire. But I got one thing that will never expire, which is the word of God. The Bible says heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of God will remain. It will stand forever. So no matter what these companies are doing, I got something I can stand on that never expires, that keep going on and on and on. It ain't like I ever read it. It just lasts forever. Even when we leave this world, it's still going. Because in the beginning was the word. And the word was. And the word was. So God is, was here before anything was here. But we trust in everything before we trust God. Got another one for you. When you take something. It may tell you to take two of them. You take two after a while you take him four. Because your body done got used to two, two ain't enough, it needs four. You take four, four ain't enough, it needs six. And you keep taking and after a while your body say, I don't want it no more. Why is that? Because man didn't create you. God did. And until we line up church with him, we're going to be trusting what man is doing. Instead of what God has already done. We got to get to the point. Do y'all know how people wing their self off of stuff? I'll use drinks for example. Athea Lofton may be weaning herself off of Pepsi. I said Pepsi. She see the ice. She see that Pepsi going in there. And them mini bubbles. And she can see it going down. She can just feel it just going down through her. <laughs> so she tried to wean herself off of this Pepsi. She's gradually taking in the Pepsi. Her body is having some side effects because the body is used to having that Pepsi. She may start off with a headache. She may be feeling weak. She may be feeling like she can't make it. I just got to have the Pepsi. That's the flesh part of you. That ain't the spirit. So that flesh wants what it wants when it wants it. So when you gradually wean yourself away from these things, you're telling your body, you can't have what you want no more. This is what you're going to have, right? So she weaned herself away from it and she's finding out, I didn't really need it. Y'all catching it? Some things that we take, we don't even know they work. We just build our mind up to think they're working and that's why it's working. It's a mind thing. It's a mind thing. Anything you do, your mind is in what you do. How many know a Tylenol really works? Some people say it works because I don't have no headache no more. What if you still have a headache and the Tylenol ain't working? What's the next thing? MRI. Come on. I've been taking Tylenol for a week, done doubled up, my head still hurting. Well, let's give you a CT or MRI. Took the CT, took the MRI, ain't nothing wrong with your head. Something wrong with you. Give you an example. (laughs) My sister been a nurse for 
maybe 40 years, close to it. They had a situation in the hospital where this lady was in so much pain. They gave her this medicine that that's all they could give. This medicine was so high that she said it should have knocked the pain out. She said, ain't working, ain't touching my pain. They said, ain't nothing else in this hospital that we can give you higher than this. She said, well, it's not doing nothing for me. They said, okay, we're going to try something else. So they gave her a baby aspirin without her knowing it. They gave it to her. She took it. They said, how's your pain? I am feeling much better, doctor. Next thing they know, they sent her to the mental institution. (laughs) Your mind controls your body. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You can think sick and you become sick. If you think well all the time, your body is well. See, your body is just like it don't know what to do. One minute you're healed, the next minute you're sick. One minute you're healed, the next minute you're sick. So your body is saying, I'm confused. So you got to be steady. When it comes to the word of God, you got to be steady outside of how you feel or what you see. You got to say, wait a minute. This is what God is saying. This is what I'm going on. We do not be conformed to this world, but we be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Transform means changed. The only way we can be changed is by the renewing of our mind. The only way we can renew it is through the word of God. Y'all, it's no other way. We have to renew through the word of God. And I'm looking at how many take so many prescriptions and don't even look at the precautions or the pamphlets that they give you to let you know you can take it, but it may cause this. Come on, they ain't going to be liable for you. You can take it, but it'll cause cancer. You can take it, but it's going to mess up your liver. You can take it, but it's going to mess with your kidneys. Well, I'm in pain, so I'm going to take it. Oh, Lord God in heaven. The church have become backwards. It's time for the church to dig it. Oh, somebody's upset with me right now. Somebody's upset in this room, done took offense. I am not telling you not to take your medicine. I'm telling you where the best medicine is in the world. Because everything you take, you don't even know if it's doing you any good because you've been taking it so long. You take high blood pressure pills, is your blood pressure still up? So you know something else is wrong. There's a root that's causing that blood pressure to be up. Well, I'm going to pop another pill that's going to settle my blood pressure. Check your blood pressure, your blood pressure's still up. What the pill ain't doing, they're going to add another to that, and then they're going to say it should bring it where it's supposed to be. Okay, your blood pressure's not getting low. Something's not right. So we got to figure out, you on two blood pressure pills, it's doing this and that, but it's nothing happening. What's going on? It's a route to why your blood pressure is still high. That's right. That's right. So why haven't you asked God? You know, we, we have a God. His name is Elohim, the most high God. His name is, no, Elohim, the creator. El Elyon, the most high God. His name is El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one, the almighty. His name is Jehovah Rapha. I am the God that healeth thee. So he's telling you, I'm all of this. 
But yet you haven't asked me why your blood pressure is like it is or why you feeling the way you, why haven't you asked me? Because man is above God. If we take the time to ask God and be still and know that he's God, God will let you know what to do, how to do it. And God is not going to let you sit there not being in a place that you need to be in. He'll tell you who to go to. That's just how good he is because he know where you are. But it's time for the church to rise up. It's time for the church to trust God. God created us. He is Elohim. He created us the way he wanted us to be. He know about our insides. He know about our outsides. He know how things need to be. When you get a cut, don't you know God know that that cut? Come on and come right back together. That's just God. Sometimes you don't even need stitches. It's going to come back together. Because God created you that way. So we, I'm still talking about hearing the voice of God. We need to hear God. God said, I want you to hear me. We are missing God and we're doing things outside of what God would do. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, his way of being, his way of doing, his righteousness, and all of these things shall be added unto you. So until we seek kingdom's way, We're going to keep getting earth's way because we ain't seeking kingdom's way. And we're the ones that's supposed to bring the kingdom to earth. The kingdom is within us. So getting back to where I was with Samuel. The first thing you got to know. When you want to hear God, you got to position yourself. I mean position yourself. You got to get in position, a quiet place. The Bible tells me that Habakkuk, it was so much going on with the Israelites and Habakkuk was upset. He was seeing everything that was going on around him. He was asking God questions, but finally, and Habakkuk too, Habakkuk say, I'm going to go up here to the watchtower. He went far above the people and he sat up there on that watchtower. He said, I'm going to wait to hear what God has to say. He said, I'm not, I'm gonna position myself. How many of us get in position to hear God? You got to get in position. Even Jesus went to a solitary place. He went to a place where he could be alone. He went to a place where it was nobody there because even Jesus needed to hear what the Father had to say. Do we position ourselves on a daily basis to say, I'm getting in position, even if you got to go in your bathroom and close your door and you ain't even using the toilet to position yourself to say, God, I need to hear a word from you today. God, I'm feeling kind of lonely. I'm feeling kind of depressed. God, I'm going through in every area of my life. I'm going to be still so I can see the salvation of the Lord. Speak, Lord, because your servant is here to hear. You got to position yourself to hear. And some of us do not want to get in position because our mind is all over the place. We can't sit still for a minute because we're thinking about what hasn't been done or what need to be done. So we can't hear God through all the fuss, through all the confusion that's in our mind. 
So once you positioned yourself, it goes back to Luke, the 10th chapter. Y'all remember uh, Martha and Mary. Martha opened the door for Jesus. She opened the door. She welcomed him in the day that you got saved, the day that you accepted him as your Lord and Savior. You welcomed him in your life to say, my life is no longer my own. My body belongs to you. I'm making my body a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto you. This is my reasonable service. This is my act of worship according to Romans 12.1. So this is what you're saying. So she opened the door to him. She invited him into her home. Don't you know when you invite him into your life, he is your Lord. He is your master. You're saying, yes, Lord, what would you have me to do? God, how would you have me to do it? I don't want to go before you, God. So she opened the door. How many of us today have really opened the door to him to say, I'm the temple where the Lord dwells. So after she opened the door, I love the next part. Mary, her sister, positioned herself. She got at his feet. That's a humble position to listen. To hear what he had to say. So Mary even positioned herself to hear the word. She turned everything else off. But Martha said, Lord, she recognized him as that. Can you tell Mary, paraphrasing, to come in here and help me? Who does she think she is sitting down? I'm doing all the work. Now she was serving But how can you serve anybody before you get in position to How can you serve anybody the way God wants them to be served if you don't get in position to hear what God has to say about serving? So she got upset because Mary was in position to hear what he had to say. And this is what he said. He said, Martha, Martha, he had to call her twice. Come on, how many times we have to call our children twice to get their attention? Martha, Martha, Mary is doing what's needful of Mary to do. But Martha, you are troubled about many things. So we get in position to hear what he has to say. And that position that we get in, we may open our Bibles. It's going to take the word, y'all. Y'all didn't know? But one thing that I love about a Bible, instead of an iPad, I use the iPad with just the scriptures there for me just to read so I don't have to flip. But I love the Bible. Because when electronics fail... When you don't have the electronics... Now, I know what the word is saying, but I put it there to go through quickly... Because I remember one Sunday, I thought that the stuff I typed in my Mac uh, book was going to transfer to my iPad. Guess what? Didn't do it. So I said, Lord Jesus, all them scriptures, what am I going to trust me? Went right through it. You need your Bible, y'all. You need to use the word of God every day to flip it. So it won't get stuck and you don't have to lick your fingers. 
See, once you get the newness off of it, you can just keep flipping through it. You'll know where to go. But see, one thing I have learned, don't lick your finger and think you're going to slide through that iPad. It ain't going to move. Try it and see. If your hands are wet, don't think this thing going to do. See, man made this. <laughs> Anything man made will fail you. And we're putting more trust in these things than we're putting trust in God. So the next thing is you got to get in your word. You got to pull out the word. You got to begin to read the word. And as you read the word, you don't just read through it. When the Holy Spirit is enlightening you on a verse of scripture, you stop. It ain't about I'm going to read the Bible in a whole year. What's the point of reading it in a whole year and you don't know what it's saying? People just want to remember something to let people know they can spit out scripture. Spit out all you want. If you ain't living it, you might as well hadn't read it. You got to read and you got to live what you read. I have never seen somebody go to school. Yes, I have. But the majority of people who go to school and learn their ABCs, that teacher ain't in there teaching them A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And then they come back in and then don't know what A looked like. So that's why we got to not only read, we stop. Because the Holy Spirit will begin to enlighten you on what the word of God is saying unto you. And then the Holy Spirit will begin to fill in some holes. He'll begin to take you through some scriptures that add to that scripture that you have read before. He began to just go down the line. I'm like, all right, Holy Ghost. So you just don't take the word just to say, I read it. You want to take that word and say, God, speak to me. God speaks through his word. And this is why when we go into prayer, we don't just pray in and everything. This is the confidence that I have in you, God. Go with me to 1 John 14, 5, 14. I'm just moving as the Holy Spirit say move. 1 John 514 says now this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will he hears us y'all get it this is the confidence that we have in who him that if we ask anything according to what his will you cannot ask opposite to what God has already said now how can you ask for something if you don't know what he said that's why you got to develop your relationship spend time with God hear what God is saying and you only say what God is saying you do not say anything opposite of God and this is why when you come into the house of God you make sure you follow along with whoever is teaching preaching or doing whatever in there and you make sure it's lining up with the will of God just because somebody is saying scripture don't mean they correct. The devil said scripture, but he twisted the scripture. He made it look like it was God. Did God really say? So we got to be careful when it comes to the word of God. Everybody that you think is on point ain't on point. They make the point, but then the point ain't right to add up with the other stuff they saying. Some people just get something and they go with it and then they act it out and it feel good. But you got to know whether or not it's God. That's why you got to know his voice. 
Because some people will twist scripture. So you got to know what God is saying. So then when we look in the word of God, he said, we got to have confidence. And that confidence, that boldness, that assurance come from where we've been. When you are sure of a thing, just like my husband, y'all, I'm telling you something. I told y'all this. It was a man that was deaf. I said, ain't no deaf man supposed to be driving no vehicle. I said, how are they going to hear a horn blow, man? Who gave a deaf man? I said, honey, it ain't true. It ain't true. It ain't true. He said, Amanda, just as calm. Amanda, they can drive. Honey, they cannot. Amanda, they can't. He left it alone, right? He let me make a fool of myself. Mm -hmm. So then he told me, let me tell you how I know he can drive. How did you say he can drive, honey? He used to work with him at Fairway Ford. See how he let me make a fool of myself? But me and my daughter were saying, a deaf man don't need to drive no vehicle. He can't hear the horns blow. I was hearing, but I wasn't listening. Did y'all get it? I was hearing, but I wasn't listening. And we're going to go there. The reason why we don't really hear God. So we see, we get in position to hear what God is saying. We go into the word of God once we get in position, right? We let the Holy Spirit help us and give us illumination. And even in prayer, we want to make sure we're praying according to the word of God. You do not pray opposite to the word of God. And God will bring back. Y'all, I'm telling you, he's so good. And I know some of you know this. He'll wake you out of a sleep and be speaking. He woke me one morning out of a sleep and I heard what he was saying. And in my head, I'm saying, let me remember this. Let me remember this. Let me remember this. Holy Spirit, help me to remember this. And I was telling my husband about it the other day. And it's going to be another teaching, Clem, on this, a prating fool. It's in the scriptures in Proverbs 10. A prating fool. A prating fool is somebody that's babbling all the time, but never is listening. That's a prating fool. And we got many pratting fools around us. And I have become a pratting fool at some time in my life. I ain't ashamed. I believe this room, we got some pratting fools. You babble all the time and won't listen to what somebody's saying because you think you know. That's a pratting fool. I'm like, God, how dare you? He said, you got to take it before you get to somebody else. So I told my husband, I said, honey, I've been a pratting fool. Because you don't listen. You, you, you take stuff on yourself that you think somebody said and they ain't saying and you keep babbling on and on and on about it. That's a prating fool. Proverbs chapter 10. It's a lot of prating fools in the body of Christ. A lot of it, y'all. God will show you prating fools. Have anybody found it in, in Proverbs 10? Verse 8 and it's verse 10 too. The wise in heart will receive commands. Y'all hear that? The wise in heart will receive commands, but a pratting fool will fall. So if you're a babbling fool, you're going to fall. And we got, oh, I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. And if you're born again, the Bible says his sheep know his voice. His sheep know his, now we're his sheep. But why do we have so many sheep saying, God, I don't hear you. God, what are you saying? 
God, please send somebody because I'm not hearing you. Listen at this. I love this verse of scriptures in Proverbs um, 4. Y'all know this one too, right? My child, expanding Bible, pay attention to my words. So when we pay attention to God's words, that means that we're ready to hear. But then the next thing it says, incline thine ear unto my sayings. So when you hear a sound, how many incline your ear to figure out where that sound is coming from? That's listening. So like you in here today and I'm teaching you, your ear is supposed to be inclined. You're supposed to be paying attention to what I'm saying. Why? Because it's not me speaking. It is the spirit of the living God that's in me speaking to you. So you're supposed to take that word coming from God, not coming from me. My son, pay attention to my words. Incline your ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto all those that find them. And they are help. They are medicine to all your flesh. I don't know about y'all, but I want to incline my ear every day to the word of God. Because it's medicine. It gives me life. Who wouldn't want to incline their ear to the word? When I'm going through physically, when I'm going through mentally, I have to remind myself through the Holy Spirit what the word is saying. Why? Because God is speaking. He's speaking. God also, he'll speak through a person. He'll send a person to you to give you a word from the Lord. Look at Nebuchadnezzar. He sent a message to him through a dream Daniel he what interpret that dream to tell him what the dream was saying God was speaking through Daniel to Nebuchadnezzar so we have to understand God is always speaking we just have to listen to the voice of God that's getting in position so we know that the next thing what causes us not to hear God I'm gonna tell you pride a prideful person is more independent on them than they're dependent on God. If you got pride, you think you know. You don't want to hear what nobody else has to say. So if I come to you or somebody else come to you with the word and you still coming back and forth, like, you know, playing tennis, I'm serving you, I'm giving you the word, then you coming back and saying I ain't accepting that word, so I'm giving it back to you, you hitting it back to me, you prideful. You don't want to humble yourself. You don't want to hear what God has to say unto you because that's the way you've been all your life. Not only are you prideful, that's dealing with Nebuchadnezzar. Now, after Daniel gave him that word through those dreams, he interpreted those dreams, he got up the next morning and said, look at my kingdom. Look at all that I have accomplished. And God honored his word. He got turned into a four-footed beast. And he stayed like that for seven years until he knew that God was the most high God. See, pride will stop you from listening to God because you think you know yourself. And we got a lot of prideful people in the body of Christ. And I'll say this. I may say it one way. You may say it another. But long as it's the same word, why don't you hush? If it's the same word, see, some people can't follow through because they're not listening. 
this is the way I get it. But if I'm saying the same thing you're saying, but I'm saying it in a different way, it's still the word of God. It don't have to be your way or my way. It's still, you know, why we get into confusion and where there's every evil work and where there's strife because people don't listen. If I say it's blue and you say it's red and I say, well, I believe that's blue. It ain't blue. It's blue. Know what you do? You stop. And say, okay, okay. They're going to make a fool out of themselves. When they really find out, when they put on them glasses. It's blue. It's always been blue. That's a prideful person. Not only are they prideful, they're stubborn. A stubborn person wanted their way. Not nobody, not nobody else's way. A stubborn person. It's saying, you're going to do it my way, and that's the way it's going to be done. This is how I look at things. In a company, if that company have things lined up the way it need to be, you get trained. You're not going outside the company, but you're getting the job done. Do you think that how a man going to be mad at you if the job's still done? Some of them would be. Because some of them are stubborn and they're prideful. They'll say, this is the way I want it done, and this is the way you're going to do it. But if the job is getting done, what's the problem? There's pride and there's stubbornness. If you work at McDonald's and you flip the, the burger this way, but they want it flipped that way, as long as the burger's on the bun, what's the difference? That's a prideful and a stubborn person. Because they want people to look up to them. And when you get that way, you need to check yourself. You need to sit down. You need to get in position and you need to ask yourself, well, God, help me in this area. When we look at being stubborn, Nehemiah 9, 16 says, but our ancestors, they are our fathers, were proud, arrogant, and stubborn, rebellious, stiff-necked, and did not obey, listen, pay attention to your commands. When you are stubborn, you do not listen, you do not obey, you do not pay attention to God's commands. If God is sending somebody to tell you something, you do it. You don't be stubborn about it. You do it. That means that you're rejecting God. Come on, let's go back to Saul. The people chose Saul. So God put Saul in position. God gave Saul some assignments to do. And Saul listened to the people instead of listening to God. He thought he done good because he spared the king and he spared the good things. But Samuel came to him and said, what are those sheep that I hear in my ear? You didn't even kill them like you're supposed to. Well, they were good. Everything that's good ain't God. Did y'all know that? There can be a good sinner, but that, that goodness ain't going to get him to heaven. It's going to take him to hell. And even though he was good and shared his wine with you, that don't mean he's going to heaven. That heart got to be right before God. So Samuel, so Samuel told Saul, he said, y'all know this one, for rebellion is the sin of witchcraft. And rebellion is running through the church. Rebellion is being disobedient. To what God has said. So anytime you disobedient to what God is telling you. It's rebellion and it leads to witchcraft. And then you got stubbornness. 
is as iniquity. You have sinned. Sin means you missed the mark. You have transgression. That means that you're doing something and you know you shouldn't be doing it. But when you get into iniquity, that means it's repeated over and over and over again. And it leads to idolatry. That means that you're worshiping another God outside of God. How does rebellion lead to witchcraft? Witchcraft is like a spirit. That means that you're following that spirit. You're not following God because you're disobedient to what God has said. So how do you expect to hear God when you got pride, when you got rebellion, when you got stubbornness, when you got iniquity, you serving another God. So God said, have no other God before me. So you got to get rid of all of this stuff. Just because you were raised a certain way, that don't mean it's supposed to be that way. That's why Moses said, you stiff-necked people. So people think just because a parent may have told you something, but that don't mean it's true. That don't mean it's right. So when you go in the Bible for yourself and you see what's right, you want to do it according to what God is saying, not according to man. So these are the things that stop you from hearing God. Pride, stubbornness, rebellion, iniquity, repeating the sin over and over again after you know what not to do. That stops you from hearing the voice of God. And I'm here to tell y'all, church, We got to hear his voice in the time that we're in. We got to know what God is saying because it's coming a time now that people are dying. Come on, going into hospitals, something simple, not coming out. Dying. It was one case, a lady pregnant, whole pregnancy went well. It was not a black lady either. Whole pregnancy went well. She was doing well. This was her second child. Had the baby, kissing the baby, videoing the baby. The husband looked down and he was saying something is not right. They left her like that. After he said something wasn't right. Then the nurse looked down, went and got the doctor, rushed her in OR. She died in OR. You got to hear God. Just because somebody says something don't mean it's right. You got to take the time and pull back and say, God, this is what they're saying. But I need to hear what you're saying. I only can go on what you're saying. If you say it's all right, God, I know it's all right. But God, if you ain't speaking, God, I ain't moving. Because I believe, God, my time ain't up yet. So, God, I need to hear a word from you. I can't do what everybody else is doing because they're doing it. Quit taking stuff because everybody else is taking it. It may not work for you like it worked for them. Quit taking these diet supplements to lose weight instead of pulling away from the table and gradually eating stuff. Quit trying to get a quick fix because you gain it back quicker. Now people want to take the stomach out. Half of it at least. And then got to eat little bits at a time. You could eat little bit. You, you just want to look good too quick. There was one lady went to get her stuff perfect, her boobs, her breasts. She wanted to look like a celebrity. Went and let the doctor do it. Went into the hotel after he did it and died. Who's listening to God? But they supposed to have known God. That's all they talked about and prayed. 
They suppose I had a known God. We override God because that's what we want. But God knows what's best for us. If you're not satisfied with you, it's because you don't know who you are now that you're in him. If you're too big, if you're too little, whatever you are, go to the father. I remember when I wanted to gain weight, when I was going through my depression and I began to talk to the father and you know, you spitting out the scriptures. You're just spitting out the scripture because this is what you want. Didn't like my size. One day I positioned myself and I heard the father and the, and the father told me, he said, speak to the weight where you want your weight to be on your body. He said, every day, that's what I want you to do. I want you to quit looking at your body and I want you to speak to your body. Tell your body the part of your body you want weight on. So I did that every day, y'all, just like God told me. And I forgot about it. Quit looking at it, forgot about it. One day, I say, Lord, didn't ask for all this. (laughs) Got my mind off of it and got too much of it. But it worked. He said, you were looking at your body so much that you wasn't focused more on the word, what you wanted your body to do. You was just looking like the world view instead of looking at my view. If we really want to change a thing, we do it with our words. Your words. That's how God created things, by words. Whatever you want your body to do, keep speaking to your body. Say, this is what you're going to do today. This is how you're going to do it. And the more you do that, the more you see result. But the more you speak down to your body and say, oh, I'm fat. Nobody never want me. Nobody's never going to want you because you don't even want you. You didn't know? So we have to hear God. God is bringing this message into the church because the church have gotten lazy. The church are going to other means instead of going to God. God said, take the time and hear me. I'm speaking on a daily basis. And whatever I say, just do it. So church, let's start hearing God. Let's start positioning ourselves. Let's start going into the word of God, waiting to see what God want to do. We cannot base our lives on us. We have to base our lives on who we are now that we in him. Quit picking up stuff God didn't tell you to pick up. That may not be For you, it may be for somebody else. That's wasting time. The devil is a trickster. And some things that he has said, that's not God. So whatever God's word says, that's God. But you got to know what the word is saying to know when God is speaking. He cannot speak to you in your anger. He cannot speak to you in your frustration. He got to wait until you position yourself and calm down. He cannot speak in offense and unforgiveness, even though he's speaking, you're not hearing him. Y'all know how you got a radio and you're hearing static and you're trying to get it right, trying to get the static out, just trying to get it so you can just hear a little bit of, oh, that sounds a little bit better. And then all of a sudden you, you wiggle it a little bit more. Oh, that sound a little bit better. Come on. That's how it have to be. You have to get in position. Just just stand still and wait. If it ain't number five minutes, just be still. And say, God, I'm in position today. God, what are you saying to me? God, what do you want me to know? Let's say in that five minutes, you ain't hearing him. Not like you need to hear him. You're hearing a little, but it's not like it should be. The next day, you're back in position. God, I need to hear you. And all of a sudden, he's saying, open your Bible. Okay. 
Turn to Psalms 119. Okay. I'm, I'm in Psalms 119. God, where you want me to be? I want you to hide the word in your heart so you won't sin against me. Oh, I heard him. Thank you, Jesus. So you go to the word and you say, oh, my God. That's God. So the next day you, you're more excited. And you're sitting there waiting to hear him again. And you're waiting on the scripture. You ain't hearing nothing. And you're just sitting. God, give me a nut. I'm going to open my Bible, God. He didn't tell you to open that Bible. See, God is getting you to a place. Remember Elijah who ran from Jezebel? Elijah was one that spoke the word of God and immediately when he spoke it, it happened. But all of a sudden, Jezebel, she told Elijah, if I don't do to you today like you done to them other prophets, Elijah heard her clearly. He got up, he took off, and he ran. And he just wanted to die, but God would not leave him in that state. Now, y'all listen, even though Elijah went through something and fear was there, fear will stop you from hearing God. Elijah was still hearing God. He did what God told him to do. He began to eat the food, but then he went into this cave. He had to go into this mountain. When he was in that cave, God began to speak to Elijah. But then all of a sudden, God said, I want you to go out of this cave. When he went out the cave, God came in. He was in the wind. But the Bible said there was a wind that passed by, but God wasn't in the wind. Then there was an earthquake, rocks falling all down. So you know, uh oh, God mad, rocks everywhere. God was not in the earthquake. Then there was a fire. God was not in the fire. But all of a sudden, he heard a small, still voice. And guess what Elijah did? He took his mantle. He placed it over him. And as he placed his mantle over him, God began to speak. And God told him, this is what I want you to do, Elijah. And he followed God's instructions. Get in position, church. God is saying, get in position to hear me because we got some times that's coming that you're going to have to hear to make it through these times because everything that you hear is not going to be God. And you got to be able to distinguish who's speaking. Y'all, I'm telling you, we're in times that you have to hear God. Man is not going to be able to help you. Man ain't going to be able to, all that knowledge they got is not going to be able to help you through it. Get in position, hear what the spirit has to say. And I guarantee you, when you hear God, you're going to be in a safe place. So get in position. This is the word. Get in position. Quit being all over the place. Quit getting up, rushing to work, coming home, cooking dinner, going to bed, God, you say something? No, that was me. We got too many people doing more for the world than they're doing for God. We got too many people spending more time with the world than they're spending with God. Come on, Clem students. God is giving you something. 
And I advise you to take it while you can take it. He's given you everything you need to hear God to make it in this evil world. And you need to take what you're getting and you need to use it like you have never used it before. It is going to be so much that's coming. If you're not in position, you're going to feel like you're losing your mind. Some people say I'm losing it. Now the devil is a lie. It's mental anguish. And the enemy is pouring it on. I'm telling you. All over the news. You turn on the TV, you seeing people killing people like it's nothing. You seeing them walking in houses, just killing people, dropping people like it's nothing. That's why you got to hear God to know what's coming. You got to be prepared for what's coming. If God tell you, get up, leave now. You better know you hearing God. Ain't nothing but the devil telling me to get out of my house. I'm too comfortable. This movie too good. Pass me that popcorn. Hear God. Hear God. I'm going to say it again. Hear God. Quit hearing everybody else that don't know God. We're trusting people that don't know him as their Lord and Savior. They're not born again. And we're going to them. What you think I need to do? You're supposed to know more than them. Hear God. Hear what God has to say. My grandfather. People were going to him in high up positions asking him, what do you think I need to do? Judges. Come on, y'all. You got to be in position where people come to you and they want your advice, your wise counsel. But how can you give it to them when you're not in position? Some of y'all are giving out advice that you heard from somebody else, but you ain't never in position. Well, my pastor said, what you say? You can't even depend on pastors these days. They molesting kids. Y'all ain't looking at TV. Molesting kids. Parents trusting the pastors with them. Come on, it's all over YouTube. And some of them still preaching. Like it's nothing. Then caught three, four of them. And ain't like y'all don't know because y'all heard it. That it was coming. So what I'm saying, hear God, hear spiritually on a daily basis and watch things begin to change in your life because you're not moving, not lest God tell you to move. Quit taking, oh, last scripture, Psalms 1. Listen at Psalms 1, y'all. Make sure I, I quote it right. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the who? ungodly nor stands in the path of the who nor sits in the seat of the what but his delight is in the law of the lord and his law he meditates day and night and he shall be like a tree planted beside the rivers of water that bring forth fruit in its season who leaves also shall not wither and whatever he does shall when we hear God, we ain't going to do nothing but prosper. And they're going to know who we belong to. We're going to be like a tree that's by the river that's bringing forth. What are you bringing forth? Amen. Come on and give God a hand clap of, clap of praise. <laughs> hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on up with the- Thanks for watching Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries, where miracles happen. 
You can join us each week on Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern for church service and on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern for Bible study. For upcoming events, teachings, and ways to contact us and more, you can visit us on the web at www.mtdm.org. You can also give a donation by clicking the Donation tab. God bless you, and we will see you next week.